All right, so let's recap here. Tanner Janot gets traded for a massive haul of picks, including a future first rounder. Nino Niederreiter goes to Winnipeg uh, for another second round pick. And David Poyle, the GM of the Nashville Predators since day one, is stepping down. And one of the winningest coaches in NHL history is taking his spot as a GM. What in God's name happened with the Nashville Predators this weekend? Have a lot to break down on today's Locked On Predators podcast. Your Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Predators your first listen of the day. Every single day, we are your free daily Nashville Predators podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer and editor at OnTheForeCheck.com, and I have a partner in crime. You do. I'm Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer and editor at InsideThePreds.com. So, how was your weekend? (laughs) I don't even remember because it sort of got taken over by, I don't know, a couple of little things that happened with the Nashville Predators. What in the world? So I'm an FC Cincinnati season ticket holder in the MLS and Saturday was our first game. Uh, And I was pre-gaming hard. I think you think everybody here knows what that means. Uh, we were we were doing the Philip Forsberg episode times 10 uh, with the fireball. <laughs> uh, and I, I look down and I see the Slack notification come up from you, Anne, mm-hmm. that says, and I, again, we were doing the Philip Forsberg episode in honor of FC Cincinnati. <laughs> and I look, I misread it. I thought, are the Preds trading Nino Niederreiter? And I was like, because uh, I was like coming up with a response in my head, like surely not, and blah 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 blah. And then I see your tweet, and I'm like, oh, yeah, it's already starting to hit the fan. <laughs> so I did. came in today fully prepared to do like a deep breakdown on Nino Niederreiter and the trade deadline and what this means. Right now, I'm not even sure that's like in our top 30 minutes of this episode. I know. Like here we have this player, second leading goal scorer on the team, traded to a divisional rival. And like that's halfway down beneath the fold of the page in the old school newspaper compared to what went on in the last 24 hours with the Nashville Predators. Oh, wow. by the way, the Nashville Predators played a game last night, six to two. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I don't think that is going to come up at all today although i will say tommy novak come on good for you young man uh, another three-point night for him yeah. who needs tanner Janot and nito nita rider when you have tommy novak playing the way he's playing right now well apparently uh, tampa bay and really badly <laughs> yeah apparently uh okay so obviously a lot to get to and uh, you know as ann and i were talking this morning some of it we might not go into too deep on it two days episode uh but there is a lot of stuff throughout the week uh let's let's start with the one that's going to have a press conference later today the big news 
out of Nashville. I, I think the one that maybe is the more impactful one out of anything we heard this weekend. And that is David Poyle stepping down at the end of the season as of June 30th. Right. Uh, and in his place is Barry Trotz, the first head coach of the Nashville Predators, a guy with decades of experience of hockey around the NHL, but has never been a GM before. He's been kind of an advisor uh, or serving as an advisor right now. He's going to take over on July 1st, basically when free agency hits, the team is his. David Poy will stay on it as an advisor. Uh, and I will just kind of ask your, your first reaction, your first thoughts to what happened there. This is probably what most Nashville Predators fans really had hoped for. I think the timing of it is what is most interesting to me. It's a monumental change. This is the biggest thing that's happened to the Nashville franchise since its inception. I mean, yeah. David Poyle has been at the head of this franchise for so long. He's the winningest GM. And it's interesting as you see the reaction on Twitter because there's very much uh, two things that are true at the same time. One, I think that it's a good time. I think that fans feel like this is the right move for the franchise. And at the same time, I think that fans appreciate what David Poyle has done for the organization. For me, the thing that jumped out is the timing of this announcement. And mm -hmm. I, I'm very curious about that. That's something that I think we're going to learn some more about in the press conference that they're holding this morning. But what prompted the announcement at this point in the season how involved has Barry Trotz been up to this point in the season? What will that partnership look like from here until the end of the season? I mean, from here until the end of the week, let's be honest. I mean, yeah. I don't think I, I don't think anybody, you know, you and I certainly aren't going to be able to sleep a lot between now and Friday with what's going on with the Nashville Predators. I think the timing is really interesting and, I, and I'm very curious about how what prompted it to unfold when it did? Was that something that came from the ownership group? Was that something that this has always been the plan and it just somehow came out at this particular time? Is this announcement um, sort of something, the timing to pacify an upset fan base? That was my initial reaction. Not so much what is happening, but the timing of it. I think this is a really good plan. I think this is a great transition for the Predators franchise. I think Barry Trotz coming in is a really interesting, exciting opportunity for the franchise. I am fascinated by the timing of it. Yeah. And if you go back uh, and listen to the emergency podcast we put out yesterday, uh, you'll kind of see a more of a deep dive into maybe what some of the timing uh, of this meant and maybe what Barry Trotz can bring to the GM role from being a head coach for all those years. So uh, if you haven't listened to it, go back and check that out. Uh, you know, it, it kind of just seems like, I, I don't know if there was obviously like Elliot Friedman tweeted it out and with a couple of other, you know, couple of hours, the Preds put out that release. Uh, the Tennessean had some articles ready to go, like an interview with Barry Trotz and, you know, a couple other, you know, stuff you know pieces like that so it, it makes me think that this was kind of known for a while by somebody right. so i don't know if you know freeman got wind of it and you know kind of accelerated the timeline of when the preds were 
going to announce this. Like you said, I don't know if ownership came in and was like, you know what, there's going to be a lot of chaos at the trade deadline. You know, Barry Trotz might be making some calls. So teams are going to be like, Oh, what's this about? Yeah. Uh, you know, so I think maybe, maybe it could have come down at, from there, but I, I don't know. I'm sure we'll find out a little bit more today. Uh, you know, I'm with you and, I don't think the move itself is surprising. Mm -hmm. I think we saw Barry Trotz's return written on the wall at some point in some sort of way. Right. You know, when he turned down all those jobs this summer and, uh, you know, bought a house in Nashville, I think a lot of people were like, oh, there's maybe something to this. Yeah. Uh, turns out, yes. Uh, I, I don't know if I was expecting him to be the GM. Uh, but I think, and I said this yesterday, I think the best way to describe this, Anne, is just renewed energy around Smashville. Yes. And I think that's one of the biggest things. We talked about this. You go to Bridgestone Arena and it's sometimes, you know, half empty, oftentimes very quiet, just hasn't had that Bridgestone feel. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of even the most prominent Nashville fans just kind of seem to be, you know, laissez-faire about this season. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of discontent, not only to Poyle and Hines and some of the players as well, but to ownership uh, yes. based on some of the, you know, changes, decisions that have happened with the team the past, you know, five, six years since that cup run. We've talked about that before. Mm -hmm. So I think this might have just been a – you know what, there's, there's something on the horizon. We don't want the discourse to be a distraction anymore. Yes. Let's go ahead and get this out there just to kind of put some energy back in the fan base. And I think you're seeing it, uh, especially with that Tanner Janot trade yesterday. <laughs> I think you're finally starting to see, you know, even some of the more laps Nashville Predators go, huh? okay, I'm going to need to keep an eye on what's going on here. Yes. Yeah, I would agree. I think this does a lot to quell a lot of the emotion that's been directed towards general management, towards leadership, and refocuses things on a team. And it refocuses things on the team when the team is undergoing a massive, massive change. This is a chapter ending you know, not just with David Poyle's tenure, it appears that this is also going to be a chapter ending when it comes to keeping this Stanley Cup core together and we're just going to add a couple of pieces and get back there. So huge time of transition for the Nashville Predators franchise. And I agree with you. I think this will, even though it's going to be painful at times, and even though we're going to see some players that the fans really love, like Tanner Janot, moving on to another organization, I think this is going to bring some energy back for the Nashville Predators and for the fan base. So changes are a coming. Buckle up. I don't think we're done yet. No. Uh, who knows what we're going to be talking about <laughs> tomorrow. That's very true. Um, so, so here's the thing. There is a press conference scheduled today between David Poyle uh, and Barry Trotz, as well as Sean Henry. Uh, we are going to have sound from that hopefully uh, tomorrow, or at least, you know, some of the, the clips, moments, things that were said. Uh, so we're going to do, you know, kind of a bigger impact thing about this tomorrow. And again, we put a emergency podcast out yesterday with, uh, you know, our initial thoughts 
uh, on this move. So if you want to do a, a bigger deep dive on uh, Trots and Poyle right now, uh, go back and listen to yesterday's episode and tune in till tomorrow. And we'll have a lot more on this, folks. Uh, trust me, because there are a lot of questions we have about this. I'm sure there are a lot of questions you have. Uh, so make sure you tune in and uh, we will keep you updated on uh, everything that happens today. But of course, there is more that happened this weekend for the Nashville Predators, including something that happened, uh, admittedly, after I went to bed last night. Uh, and that is the Tanner Janot trade. Boy, I think we have a lot to say about this one. And also the Nino Niederreiter trade from earlier this weekend. We're going to get to that in a second, but first want to mention today's show is brought to you by Athletic Greens and their product, which I use literally every day, AG1. I started making this part of my morning routine the first time they sent me one of those big old green containers of it. Uh, you know, I was skeptical at first, but wound up loving the taste and more importantly, wound up loving the way it made me feel feel more energy not crashing in the middle of the day which is going to come in handy this week for the nashville predators because i have a feeling we're going to have to do a lot of podcasts at a moment's notice so a lot of you may be asking what is ag1 well with one scoop you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins minerals whole food source superfoods probiotics and everyone's favorite adaptogens to help you start your day right special blend of ingredients sports gut health nervous system immune system energy recovery focus aging pretty much everything it's lifestyle friendly so whether you eat keto paleo vegan dairy-free gluten-free it fits into your routine it's less than one gram of sugar and has over seven thousand five-star reviews recommended by professional athletes and leading health experts, uh, including Tim Ferriss and Michael Gervais. So right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. All it is, is one scoop in a cup of water every day. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase, all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, and so the news that came down last night. Uh, here, okay. Let's take a deep breath so we can get through this return here. It's going to take a minute. Yeah, Tanner Janot to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Right. Coming back to the Preds, uh, defenseman Cal Foote, who, you know, whatever, a 2023 third, fourth, and fifth round pick, a 2024 second round pick, mm -hmm. a 2015 top 10 protected first round pick. 2025, not 2015, 2025. 2025, whatever. <laughs> Uh, and a partridge in a pear tree. So, yeah. um, yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, you know, Frank Saravelli reported that he was told Nashville was asking for two first round picks. And Nashville came back and unfurled the scroll of the list that Tampa Bay was willing to give them for Tanner Janot and said, That'll do. 
This is a hall. This is a hall. And it's a very interesting hall to me um, for a couple of reasons. Number one, there had to have been some sort of a bidding war, right? Because I mean, it, this it is a hall. There, there was rumors that Dallas was involved mm-hmm. uh, at one point. Um, you the know, Rangers. Was, the Rangers. So there were a couple of teams that I think mm-hmm. were kicking the tires. Here, and here's the thing. It was reported, you know, last week that there were teams interested, but Poyle was kicking around the idea of a contract extension. Right. So do you think that this was a case of, you know, the Preds were always going to trade Tanner Janot, that his value was high. I mean, one one year removed from a like a 25-goal season, mm-hmm. more like 24, but it's still close enough. Right. Uh, or were they really, you know, just planning on bringing him back, but also thought, you know, the, these are these deals are too good to pass up? I it's interesting because I sort of anticipated that Tanner Jado would stick around. I knew that there was interest about him. Of course, David Poyle is always going to take those phone calls. So in my mind, pre David Poyle, Barry Trotz announcement, I thought probably Tanner Janot, unless it was just a knock your socks off offer, was probably going to be re-signed because I feel like David Poyle really was all in on Tanner Janot. You remember he protected him in the expansion draft, and that was before he had his massive season last season. So we remember. We remember. We remember. And so I felt like this is a player, even if the Predators are looking at going younger, if they're looking at kind of a rebuild to the best of their contract ability, Tanner Janot is somebody that David Poyle would be interested in keeping on for that. Mm-hmm. But then you hear this news about uh, David Poyle and Barry Trotz, and there's going to be this change in leadership. And at that point, I think all bets are off if if Barry Trotz is in on these conversations and is, you know, kind of participating in this process in whatever, whatever that structure does or doesn't yeah. officially look like. But when you see what you could get back for Tanner Janot, how could you say no to that? Yeah. I mean, this is the Brandon Hagel thing from last year when Hey, surprise, surprise, Tampa Bay (laughs) gave up two first rounders in two pretty decent prospects, like guys that might be like, you know, middle of the road players in the Mm -hmm. NHL for Brandon Hagel, who, you know, a lot of people are saying, well, Brandon Hagel is a better player than Tanner Janot. Brandon Hagel had a very similar stat line to Janot last year. Mm Mm-hmm. He shot, he had 21 goals when he got traded. He shot 22%, which for you people, you know, talking about Janot's sustainability, uh, look at Brendan Hagel shooting 22% with, by the way, Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane as his two line mates, mind you. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, the Blackhawks were like, I think the way they kind of pitched him was, look what he can do with good talent and you're the Tampa Bay lightning. Like imagine him being, you know, a bottom line guy. And then also the ability to go out and score when he's with Steven Stamkos and Nikita Kucherov. You got to imagine maybe David Poyle had a similar pitch to that, Mm -hmm. which is look, he shot, I think it was like 18% last year and had 24 goals. 
Uh, so he is capable of being a 20 goal scorer in the right situation. Maybe we just didn't have the right situation this year. And on a good team, like look what he look at his value. He's a penalty killer on a pretty good penalty killing unit. Very true. He is, you know, this and and that, and you know, a versatile forward. You can play him up. You can play him down. He's got a little bit of a scoring pop. You know, whether fans want to, you know, hone in on that or not. So. You know, you could see the pitch that Poyle made to other teams. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, my God, my jaw's on the floor. I cannot believe Tampa gave up that much for Tanner Janot. Mm -hmm. It's it's surprising, but not too surprising. Because you could see Poyle making that kind of pitch. True. It's interesting to me that Tampa Bay would put this much on the table because we really don't know which is the anomaly with Tanner Janot. Is this year the anomaly, you know, or was last year the anomaly? And so for me, when you have a player who had one season, and let's face it, Tanner Janot had a great season, and I agree with you. What he brings to special teams on the penalty kill, I think, is super valuable. He is also a unique fit style wise, I think for the Tampa Bay lightning, when you, when I think of Tampa Bay, I think of speed, I think of, um, scoring in, in more of a savvy game. Tanner Janot brings you that gravel, hardcore kind of player that I think really is a great addition for a team like Tampa Bay. But I'm also like, you're banking pretty heavily on this season being an anomaly and last season being what he's capable of. And and you know what? They may be right. Yeah. You know, they they may be right. I don't think we know yet. Uh, a lot of people feel very strongly Tanner Janot's not that great of a player. You know, I don't think we know yet what, what the real Tanner Janot, what his long-term production is going to look like. But I think we're going to get a pretty clear picture of it when he's hooked up in Tampa Bay. And, and you know, this is one of those trades where it has jaws on the floor. Frank Saravelli said he's talked to several GMs and they literally had their jaws on the floor. They were just shocked at the hall. Um, but I think this is one of those trades where a season or two down the road, we'll have a much better idea of how well played it was on the side of both parties involved. But just last night to see that, I think it was really shocking. I think it was really surprising for people. And and that's a deal nobody's going to walk away from. Uh, Cap Friendly tweeted out that the uh, return was such a surprise that it brought more traffic to their site than the Timo Meyer trade. Yes. Which that, which that has been <laughs> like the, what, the... Uh, that's like the the peak yeah. trade for this trade deadline so far. Like he's like been the best player in the market. So here comes Tanner Janot. <laughs> yeah. Here, here we go. Uh, yeah. I mean, to, to your point with Tampa Bay, mm -hmm. it, it seems like this was a few years ago before they made their cup run and they brought in um, Blake Coleman and Barkley Goudreau and each mm -hmm. paid a price for them just because you know what? Uh, we, you know, our future is not in the future. Our future is right now. Right. You know, we need to keep this train rolling as long as we can. And so, you know, when you look and you see a piece 
like Tanner Janot, and you're like, you know what? That is, I think, a missing piece right now. You know, even if it's, even if he's not like, you know, Timo Meyer. Right. If you go out and you look, you already have Steven Stamkos, you have Nikita Kucherov, you have Braden Point, you have all these great players. And if the thing holding you back from maybe contending for that fourth consecutive trip to the Stanley Cup Finals is somebody like Tanner Janot, I mean, at, at that point, if you're the Lightning, why not? Like, yep. you're not going, you could care less about any of these picks right now. And for the Nashville Predators, they now have depth, you know, all up and down the lineup. They have multiple first round picks uh, coming up in, in 2025. They might have a first round pick to play with this year, depending on how the rest of the trade deadline goes out. They have an extra second round pick next year. And all of a sudden, the Nashville Predators are loaded with picks, not necessarily just to draft a bunch of people. Right. But if you're a rebuilding team, think of what you can do with some of that draft capital. You can put a package together either to take a swing at a player, bring some younger players on board. Uh, You can kind of sweeten the pot a little bit to get somebody to take some of these big contracts off your hands absolutely, without having to jeopardize too much of your draft strategy the next couple of years. So if anything, this gives the Nashville Predators flexibility. Yes, I would agree. It's going to be very interesting to see now that Nashville has a lot of coins in their pot. What are they going to do with them the rest of this week? And we're going to talk about that in a second. We also haven't hardly even touched on Nino Niederreiter. Got to talk about that one too. But that was first, so 48 hours ago. I know that I, it, it seems, it literally seems years ago, but, but it was just this weekend. All of this happened. We're going to get to all of it too, but first want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by our great friends at Built Bar. If you have listened to Lockdown Predators, you know, Nick and I are huge Built Bar fans. And if you are looking for a delicious treat, but you really want to avoid a lot of extra sugar, a lot of fat and calories, you've got to try a Built Bar. You know, we just got through the holidays. I've got some family events coming up. I want to be healthy. I want to feel good. And so it's very easy for me to go ahead and reach for a Built Bar. With a Built Bar, healthy is actually tasty. And they are so delicious. When you really are kind of craving a snack or something sweet, get a Built Bar because they are delicious, but they are also healthy. So what makes these Built Bars so great? Well, first of all, they're covered in a 100% Real chocolate. That's right. It is real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, coconut almond. And I don't know how Built does it, but these bars actually taste like a candy bar while they maintain amazing macros. What's even better, they are healthy and good for you. There's only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and they come with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And the great news is now you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've talked to you about how you can go to Built.com and order your Built Bars. 
hey, now you can go to your local Walmart or Sam's Club and hook yourself up. That's right. So head to your nearest Walmart today. If you head to the pharmacy section, you can grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four count box of cookies and cream, double chocolate. They also have coconut puffs. If you are close to a Sam's Club and you think bigger is always better, run in and grab yourself a 13 count box with Hit Flavors Brownie Batter and Churro. You can thank me later. Of course, you can still go to built.com to pick up your built bars. We just got ourselves some cookies and cream and mint brownie. Highly recommend those. And again, if you're looking for a healthy treat, you got to check out built. You can check them out at Walmart, Sam's Club, and built.com. All right. Well, let's go back in time all the way to the date two days ago, 2023. <laughs> uh, the thing that kind of started this whole downward spiral for the Nashville Predators, uh, Nino Niederreiter yeah. to the Winnipeg Jets for a second round pick next year. Right. Uh, the whole thing that started this downward spiral again, we talked about you know, on Saturday, I was like, oh, yeah, we're going to have like a whole big show on Monday about the Nino <laughs> trade. What yeah. does this mean for Nashville? What the rest of the trade is going like trade deadline is going to look like. Uh, and boy, did that get lost in the shuffle fast. I hardly remember it, except that I will just say personally, so sad to see Nino go. I feel like this trade indicated a couple of things. First of all, it indicated, I think, to me, when David Poyle was sending Nino Niederreiter to a Central Division rival, I thought, okay, this tells me a lot yeah. about where he thinks the Nashville Predators really are this season. So Nino going to the Winnipeg Jets, you know, that tells you something, I think, to me. Well, let's, let's talk about that aspect because mm -hmm. there's a lot of people – kind of unhappy, not necessarily unhappy with trading Nino Niederreiter, but maybe unhappy with the circumstances. Right. Which is you get a second round pick, which is fine. Like, I, I think if this trade was announced on Friday at the deadline and this was the trade, you would go, okay, like, okay. Mm -hmm. uh, the fact that it was announced you know, a week ahead of the deadline to a central division rival and just for a second round pick and nothing else. I think that's why fans are kind of sitting back and going, is, is that it? Yeah. Like, is that it? You know, you, and it, it, I think my one criticism of this is it wouldn't have hurt Poyle to kind of wait who knows? I mean, there's a lot of teams like Carolina looking for a Ford right now, Dallas looking for a Ford right now, that just whiffed on Timo Meyer. And suddenly Nino Niederreiter is probably the most intriguing scoring option on the market. You know, now that Meyer's gone, I mean, there, there's Patrick Kane, but he seems dead set on Rangers or, or right. nothing at this point. Uh, so, you know, maybe you could have driven the price up a little bit more. I, I don't know. Like at the end of the day, I think a second round for Nino Niederreiter is a very, very fair return. Mm -hmm. I do. just can't help but think maybe you wait a little bit. Wait till my, the Meyer domino falls. Maybe wait till Patrick Kane's out of it. And then just see 
Are We're there still hunting, is yeah. somebody willing to maybe give up a first for that missing depth scoring piece this year, especially the Carolina Hurricanes, who Nino Nina Ryder came from, is already familiar with that team, already familiar with that offense, and jump right back in and kind of carry that load. I think that's a very fair criticism of this move. A lot of people felt underwhelmed by the return for Nino Niederreiter, which was interesting to me. Yes, he is the second leading scorer for the Nashville Predators. Well, but what does I mean? But yeah. when that sets one standard, but then when you look at the numbers across the Nashville Predators roster for goal scoring, and also with Nino Niederreiter, you know, this is a thirty-year-old winger who, let me be clear, I adore. Yeah. Like adore him. So this one, this one's a little painful personally, but um, I think it's a pretty fair return. But I do think you make a great point. The timing of this one could have been more favorable um, with the Nashville Predators. I think that's a fair criticism of, of this particular trade with Nino Niederreiter. Just, just pausing on that to see once you clear a couple of the other big pieces off, maybe the price would have gone up. That's an, I think that's an, I think that's a fair criticism of it, but otherwise I'm like, I think you're getting, you know, I think you're getting a fair trade. Could you have gotten more timing wise? I think that's a fair point. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, this, it's interesting. There might still be a lot more trades and I mean, Matthias Eckholm's name has been front and center with every Nashville Predators trade rumors. Um, you know, if the market is what it is, I mean, you think back, Ben Sherratt got a first round pick last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if there is a team ready to make a big swing in need of defense, especially if the Predators are willing to maybe throw in a sweetener to take the rest of that contract. I mean, it's not a question. They get either a first round pick or a, you know, a pretty decent True. prospects or maybe a mix of the both it's going to be an interesting uh rest of the rest of the trade deadline and it is uh, and here sure. we thought if david Poyle traded fabro by the deadline we were like well that's probably what's going to happen i mean maybe if things went wild and crazy grandland or nino friends things are at wild and crazy yeah. so you're going to have to stay tuned <laughs> Our prediction uh, is up there with the Kevin Lincoln in a prediction about us just being very, very wrong about very what was going to happen. Uh, yeah, we, the upside we, is we were in great company thinking that. <laughs> yeah, uh, David Poyle bucked the trend, so to speak. Yes. Um, hey, also, by the way, Nashville Predators beat the Arizona Coyotes six-two uh, last night. Come on, uh, with. 10 forwards and seven defensemen, they played a man down the yes. entire game uh, because they scratched Janot for trade-related reasons. And somehow, uh, it's a, like 30-plus minutes in this podcast, we have not said one word about that. And it was a game worth talking about. Roman Yossi had two goals, Matt Duchesne, and again, Thomas Novak, a goal and two assists. 
So Yusso Parsonen was out of the lineup due to injury. Hopefully he's listed, I believe, as day-to-day. Yeah. Uh, Predators recalled Zach Sanford. He was in the lineup. A lot happened there, folks, but it's a little bit overshadowed. So just yeah. go ahead and check out the highlights. <laughs> yeah. Cody Glass, two points. Yakov Trenin, yeah. two points. Tomasino with an assist. Uh, and as you yeah. mentioned, uh, Novak, three points, Yossi, three points, and Duchesne, three points. Uh, a lot of young stars yes, who are starting to heat up at the wrong, right time. That is a good sign. I think another reason you might see some renewed optimism back in this fan base, And Yeah, a lot of fun to watch. It was a lot of fun. Despite the circumstances, it was a lot of fun to watch some of these younger players. Yeah, and uh, by the way, Nashville's still not out of the playoff race, too. <laughs> I, I don't know what's going to happen, and I mean, the Nashville Predators could tank and wind up with Connor Bedard, or they can just go on a heater and win the Stanley Cup. Who knows? I, I have no idea, and none none of them would surprise me either way. No. I would just be no. like, yep, there we go. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. tune in to Locked on Predators throughout the week, because there's a lot we're going to need to cover uh, today. Barry Trotz and David Poyle are scheduled to speak with the media. We'll have some highlights of that tomorrow. Go a little bit more in depth about the general manager switch, what we think Barry Trotz can bring to the team as a Nashville Predators GM, uh, maybe what his strategy is going to be moving forward, what he thinks of the team now, what their needs are. A deep dive on that, uh, hopefully with some sound coming tomorrow. And where can people find your work? You can find my work online at InsideThePreds.com. You can find me on Twitter at Ann K underscore Mama on Ice. You can find me at OnTheForeCheck.com. Follow me on Twitter at underscore NS Morgan. While you're there, be sure to follow the show at LO underscore Predators. You're going to want to kind of stay glued to Twitter this week, people. Uh, and however you're listening to us, whether you're watching us on YouTube or listening on your favorite podcasting platform, hit that subscribe button. So you'll always know when we have fresh content out for you, that's going to do it on today's locked on predators podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen of the day. We'll be back tomorrow with God knows what we'll see you then.